my name is Jody. This is the McCoy Podcast Club, and today we are going to be interviewing Mrs. Drew on her retirement. Yeah, well, I'm Mrs. Drew, <laughs> and yes, I am retiring after a uh, long and fabulous career, and uh, with a lot of sadness. <laughs> to believe in a job I really love. Um. So, how long have you been a teacher? Graduated in 1981, but due to the fact that my husband's military and I moved 23 times, yes, I stayed home on and off for children, etc., etc. But I got my first continuous contract when I turned 40, so I've been teaching nonstop for 23 years now. Um, and do you remember what schools you taught at? I've been so fortunate. I have taught in, let me think, go East Coast West, <laughs> in New Brunswick, and I've taught in Ontario. Uh, let's see, Ontario, oh, Northwest Territories. I taught down in the state of Virginia. Uh, let's see, what else? And lots of times in Alberta. Oh, Manitoba, that's where I graduated from, so Manitoba and Alberta. I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, and what do you like most about being a teacher? I get to earn a living doing something that I love. <laughs> no, I know, seriously. Um, when I was uh, seven years old, my family moved to Cold Lake. We had moving boxes, we had a blackboard, and I started my first school in the garage of, yeah, I was seven years old. I gave my students like homework, the little kids in the neighborhood, I made them come, and they came, they arrived, and uh, I gave them homework, and they went away and never came back, and so I decided that I'd better become a teacher, and then students have to be there. No, I'm joking. Um, it's so hard to put into words. It's it's not just a job for me it is absolutely my passion i have a real curiosity to learn i just I, you know lifelong learning i mean i became a yoga instructor at 60 so i, I really mean what i say and i just absolutely love learning and i love sharing that passion and enthusiasm with um, students such as yourselves i might add um sidebar um and so the idea of just generating that excitement and sharing ideas and just growing together it, it's it's just been so much fun. And moving around, I've taught so many different things. I've always, you know, kept interested in interesting. And I've kept, you know, um, taking different courses and, and just keep growing my skills so that I can know better to do better with my students. So it's been just a lot of fun. Um, and what are your plans for after retirement? Great question. And as we're tick-tocking towards June and I'm realizing this is actually going to happen, um, I'm not sure yet. I have some ideas of some things I'm going to do. Uh, for example, my mother's now getting older and I want to take her on a memory trip. She wants to go visit all her, her our childhood haunts and places like that. So I want to do things like that. I want to spend more time with my in-laws as well. They're also older. And so I want to be able to be there for, um, for them, but also be able to go to things like my grandchildren when they're in like... Um, uh, some concerts or festivals or whatever, I can go actually view them and be an audience and I don't have to worry about being at school. So that's really exciting. I also want to keep uh, pursue, I think, my yoga as well. I, I'm thinking maybe the 300-hour um, instructor's course might be fun to do. Um, learn some German because then I'd like to go to Germany. You know, that, so lots of bits and pieces and just kind of ideas floating about. But I also don't want to plan too much because I want to clear some space and just see what kind of bubbles up for me. Because I think opportunities, if you're out there and you're still curious, I think opportunities will arise. And I want to just be ready for anything that comes up that, and to be able to pursue something I just feel excited or interested in. Yeah. Um, so what are you going to miss most about being a teacher? You folks. 
seriously, the students. Um, the idea of being able to, oh, I'm gonna get all emotional here. The idea of being able to come in every day and have an opportunity to make a positive difference in someone's life, like that has been such an amazing gift. And I have met so many amazing, amazing young people. And honestly, it just gives me such faith in our future when I know that students like you are going out into the are going out into the world, and you're a next um, generation. That's uh, it's it's really exciting. So yes, I think the idea of just being with the students and just sharing their passion and. and... All right. Uh, what do you teach throughout your career? I graduated <laughs> with um, a history English double major. That's what I started with. So I started in English and ended up doing a little bit of social studies or history, but mostly English. But when we were in Quebec, I took uh, more French. I had some French background, first year university French. And so I took, uh, when I was in Quebec, um, we were there for three years. So I took every opportunity. <laughs> I was a stay-at-home mom then, so I'd go shopping and I'd say, woo, and they'd go, oh no, here comes that lady who wants to practice her French on us again. <laughs> I'm joking. But they would practice their English on me and I'd practice my French on them and it was grand. And so I really fell in love with French. So that became um, another teachable for me. Uh, and then I became really interested in literacy, particularly literacy for adolescents. So I eventually took a course on advancing adolescent um, uh, literacy. Uh, that was a two-year program I did just because I wanted to, and it was really fun. And so then I ended up teaching like learning strategies, and let's see what else have I done, French, English, social, learning strategies. Oh, and then of course when our international students are coming, um, and are also um, our, our newly arrived Canadians, and so teaching English second language. So really just anything to do with languages, it seems like that's, that's where I've landed. Um, what was your favorite memory at the point? Interestingly enough, um, I think it was just this really um, surreal moment when the students and I were so connected. So let me give you some background. Um, my husband had done uh, two tours in Afghanistan and so did my son. And uh, then at 10 years, uh, Canada was pulling out of Afghanistan. This is actually related um, to school. Um, I pulled out of Afghanistan and they were lowering the flag. And Mr. Bosch came to me because they're having technical difficulties, so we were getting the actual stream that we're supposed to be showing. And he said, would you, um, no pressure, but if you care to speak to the students since you have this connection with, with um, Afghanistan. And I remember talking to my husband and saying, okay, because he couldn't be there, he was up um, working up north. I said, what would, what would you like to say? If you were here, what would you like to say? And it was this idea of, yes, those soldiers, he and my son and all kinds of other people, you know, men and women went over and did their, their duty for their country. But he talked about how every person in Canada, we all have our own roles to play, whether it's to be the best student that you can be, to be the best teacher, you can be the best sister, but whatever it is, just to be the very best that you could be. And so the day came, the school was gathered, and I stepped up and it seemed like the students understood that, and I was, it wasn't about me, I was just channeling the words of, of other people. But I remember the gym was absolutely silent. You could have heard a pin drop. And the students were with me, they were listening to my words. And the respect and the connection and the dignity 
and understanding that emanated from that audience that day. That was a really special moment, and that's where my my heart grew two sizes too big. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, like the bridge, right? No, my heart just grew even more, and um, and and I really just felt such love um, for the the young people in that that gym. Uh, what was your favorite subject that you taught? Every time I teach a subject, I think this is my favorite. <laughs> Seriously, because I'm a very much in the moment. It's not like what's coming down the pipe, what's tomorrow. No, I like to be, I've learned. That's been a process to be very much in the moment I'm in. And so I was teaching French with this class. I know I keep, but really special group. Mm-hmm. And we would just, we just had fun. We just connected and we just had so much fun. And we'd be speaking French and teaching French, but it was also about life. And they'd be like, okay, no, this is my favorite thing to teach. Then I'm teaching English, and I'm going like, oh, I have this really great discussion, and, and people are you know, throwing out ideas, and we're connect- and they're just like going deep and coming out with these really wonderful, profound, not profane, profound um, insights. And I think, oh, yeah, no, English is my favorite. Then I'm talking current events and social studies, and I'm going like, oh, no, this is like the coolest. <laughs> so everything I teach, and then connecting with my interna- the international students, newly arrived Canadians, and trying to help them learn English. And so... There's no favorite. They're all my favorites. Just like children. They're all my favorites. <laughs> um, do you feel like teaching has taught you any new skills that you didn't think you would learn? I think what teaching allowed me to do was to understand my gift. I always talk to students about you all have gifts and some people leave their gift on the shelf and they don't take it off the shelf and they don't do anything with their, their gifts. And I used to think that I had no gift because I don't, I don't have a soulless voice. I don't, I'm not a dancer. I'm not, you know, you have know, all these talented artistic people, and I think, okay. And then it occurred to me after about I don't know twenty years of teaching that this might be my gift. <laughs> this might be what I'm really good at um, because I'm passionate and I love it, and it feels like students not always, but lots of times buy when I'm selling kind of thing, and so. For me, it, it's not just because I'm in a Catholic school either, but it's almost like a thanks to God. Like, I just feel like um, through me, I'm the, 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 the vessel. And so I feel like this gift comes from God, comes through me. And so in a way, it's my sense of spiritual well-being has actually come from my teaching. You know, that, that idea, that recognition of mind, body, and spirit have really been enhanced, I think, through the teaching. Um, but also to become a more compassionate, understanding person because some of the circumstances that our students experience is beyond my it's beyond my experience. And so to really see, you know, and understand the challenges and that students still turn up every day and do the best that they can. Sometimes it's not always, you know, what you're hoping, but doing the best that they can under the circumstances has taught me to be a more compassionate, more understanding, empathetic person. Um, what was the greatest success or accomplishment of your career? Hmm. I really think, I know I keep talking about this, but it's true. I feel just as excited and love my job as much today as I did the very first day of teaching. And right now, it feels like like a conductor of an orchestra. I've got all the pieces playing in tune. And so it feels like 
I still feel I have ways to, I mean, I'm, I'm not finished. You know what I mean? I feel like I, I still have more to learn. I can still become better and, and so on. But I feel like I've arrived at a point that I think that's why I can retire right now. I still love my job, um, but I also recognize that there's younger people, the new generation of teachers have arrived at our school. There's a, a wonderful group of uh, young people that arrived at our school. And I've been um, trying to mentor. I have, you know, mentoring the, the, the new teachers, especially in the humanities wing, not so much the math and science, but yeah, the humanities wing for sure. And so I feel that with those people in place already taking over and already taking it in a new direction and their own direction, I still am most passionate, but those people that are, have come in and are following, not saying my footsteps, they're, they're creating their own journey. Um, they're ready, they're passionate, they're ready to take over. And so therefore I feel like I can leave knowing that this profession is in really great hands. Um, I keep saying, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um. <laughs> can I tell you a story about that? Um, you should keep that in. My very first student teaching job, high school social studies class. And the teacher was there, a lovely, um, lovely mentor. And I'm uh, teaching this class. And after everything, I said, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Very first job, I'm time teaching. And so at the end of the class, so I'm waiting, so how did I do it? He goes, you said okay 18 times. <laughs> and I went, oh, and he said, the lesson was fine. He said, I just wanted you to know that. <laughs> and that was the best thing because he was like, it wasn't, he wasn't creative, it was just a fact. The very next day I started speaking and having to pause and carry on and cut the okays out of, so that was my very first teaching experience. How did I do? You said, okay, 17 times. <laughs> What were the greatest challenges you faced at work and how did they help you grow as an individual? Mm. The greatest challenge was recognizing that students come with everything they come with and I thought I was responsible to turn in 84 minutes students into, like turn their lives out. And after a while you realize that you can only do what you can do, you know what I mean? And that, and so. I had to, it was hard to accept that as much as you want to just help every single child arrive and, you know, and be, and, and everybody's on their own journey and everybody's time is when their time is. And so what I most realized, I, and I heard this at a conference and it was perfect. You plant the seeds, you fertilize the soil, you water, you do all the things that, um, you do to help students grow to be what and the thing is they may grow but maybe not on your watch you may just get weeds for a while but no but they may blossom and bloom later on you know later on in um, in their lives and and if i'm just been a small part of that you know laid that seed or you know whatever that's that has to be enough and i have to know that hopefully that the students when they're in my class they see someone who affirms them, who believes in them, and you have to let go that you can't be all things to all people. You just have to do your best and 
connect to the best of your ability and hope that you pass on something of value. What have been the most significant changes in your work culture since you started? Mm. I think the biggest one, and for me, a bit of sadness to for the students, because you don't know anything different, but when I first started teaching, the school was the heart of the community. It was the heart of the students' lives. Um, students had jobs. They had, you know, made, not to say no, lots of us did not have jobs. I mean, I did, and lots of them did, but there wasn't, don't forget too, there weren't so many things to buy. There weren't like cell phones. There weren't like, there wasn't all the technology at all. And so you didn't have the fashion choices either. Like there was none of that. So um, there weren't so many things for um, adolescents to purchase. And so the school, when there's a football game, everybody turns up, you know, when there's basketball, the gym is packed, when there's volleyball, when there's track, when there's, and so you had in spirit days, everybody participated. We had houses. I remember, um, you know, uh, the, the high school had, they, there was different houses. How do you make a big high school? Because those are some pretty big high schools. How do you make them smaller? You, you create these houses and the houses would compete against each other and in <laughs> spirit days and intramurals. Um, and we had, uh, the other thing is too, we had, because students were not all working and so on. They were doing what you're doing here. We had a newspaper. We had um, uh, you know, all kinds of clubs, you know, French club, um, chess club, and student, uh, student government. Student government. The students actually went around and presented different timetables to the students, and we voted on what timetable we wanted for our school. Uh, the editors, we wrote the articles. They edited it. We published our newspaper, the yearbook. And so being the center, I think students learned a lot of tremendous, valuable leadership skills. Um, and we're able to really be in the present, in the now. And so for me, and when you go into a classroom, everybody buzzing and talking and visiting and chatting. And so now when I go into my classroom and there's students there, it's usually silence and people are doing, they're just on their cell phones. <laughs> so you've traveled with McCoy. Um, what has been your favorite place that you've traveled to? And will you return there after your, during your retirement? Yes! <laughs> French! Oh, it was so much fun. Yes, yeah, so I took students to um, France on two different occasions. We went to Quebec first, which was really, actually, really wonderful. Um, I lived in Quebec for three years as well. So France, I just love France. I like the food a lot. Um, yeah. And so taking two student groups, uh, we went uh, first the time um, to Paris, and then we went to the southern of, uh, south of France. And then the next year, uh, next two years later, we went to uh, Paris and then did the north. We went to Normandy, and we actually were there for the 70th um, anniversary of, is it 70th? Yes, of um of the landing in um, Juno Beach. And so we were there for the anniversary of that. And that was amazing for the students. So fun. The students, some of them had never been on a plane before. Others hadn't really traveled outside of the country before. And just to watch and see the growth and everything that happened with those students on the trip was amazing. But speaking French and learning food, I keep coming back to food, but the food is so amazing. So yeah, I enjoyed a lot of really great food. If I say that one more time. No. And... I would absolutely go back to France in a heartbeat. Yes. Did you ever dream of having any other career other than being a teacher? No. 
I know. It's like, okay, so a seven, I decided. And I think about, I don't know how many years into my teaching career, I thought, I wonder if there's anything else I should or, you know, should be doing or think about doing or what, should I make a change? Should I do something, try something different? Because I've never even considered anything else since I was, my mother tells me that all the time. Um, she goes, Oh dear, are you you're really actually gonna retire? I can't believe it. Since you were seven years old, you wanted to be a teacher. And I went, Yes, that's true. So teaching even when I was um I um taught Sunday school and I taught um brownies and guides, like I've done lots, you know what I mean? I've been like you know, everything I do seems to be related to working with young people and teaching. So no, this has been this has been it. And um absolutely eternally grateful that I always knew because I think that for some people they struggle and struggle and struggle and that's okay embrace the struggle I say don't worry about it but that's easy for me to say because I've always known what my purpose was and to be able to do what you love like I said earlier to you know full circle to be able to do what you um, love for your whole working life is such a gift very very grateful for that would you classify teaching as an easy or difficult job? Easy in that every morning I get up and I want to come to my job. <laughs> you know, seriously. And easy and, and easy in that if I want to create a certain atmosphere in my class, like I have autonomy. I mean, yes, I have to follow the rules and regulations, policies and all that. But, <laughs> but in terms of the atmosphere you want to create and what, you know, that's up to me. So easy in that I have some autonomy and, and, and so how I teach things, but really difficult um, because you want to teach every child individually, to recognize every child's gift and to bring that out and to know that you've got, well, nowadays, 61 minutes <laughs> to try and reach 31 students. So that's the hard thing the other thing is i think these last few years have been particularly difficult with covid because students have struggled and there's lots and lots of i was just listening to some statistics <laughs> three times i'm um, coming in this morning about the number of students who are struggling from uh, with mental um, health issues uh, some of it because of you know the covid uh what would your message or advice for an upcoming teacher or students thinking about joining this career? Mm -hmm. You do have to love it. For teachers, you have to love this job and you have to actually really like kids. I know that sounds so... And I think that because it is, I think, harder in a lot of ways because there is a lot more um, diverse needs and there's more of the expectations that we will meet those needs, you have to love this job and, and really want to... Um, and you have to be prepared to put in the work because it is work. And just be, once you get your degree, don't just stop. Like keep going, keep learning, keep being a learner, be a lifelong learner. Um, and so the second part was advice for? Advice for an upcoming teacher or student. For students. Joining this career. Oh, students, okay, yeah. we wanted to join, yeah, this career. Um, but if you do love it and you are passionate, then you will never have anything, I, to me, that is more fulfilling. There's lots of other jobs and, and that will be fulfilling and absolutely as fulfilling, but for students wanting to be teachers, like I said, yeah, just loving this job, loving students, 
wanting to be in it and understanding that it's not just about standing in front of the room and delivering curriculum. It's just so much more than that. It's all, it's really relational. You have to know what you're talking about. For sure, you have to know content. But know that it's really about communication. It's about caring. It's about relationships. It's really about relationships. And so you need to be about that as well. So what motivation or inspiration has kept you going through all these years? It's back to what I really um, I talked about. Um, I, I love learning. And I'll be middle of summer vacation, I'll be doing, oh, that would make the best lesson on. And so I find myself creating these lesson plans during the, the summer going, oh, I've got this great, great Katie Perry. That would go with my first unit because that would be, oh, I could do this and do that. So just constantly learning myself and thinking, ooh. And every time it's like, ooh, I could turn that into a lesson. Ooh, that would be something that students really... So that, and, and always, um, always something new. Always something new, always something new. And, and just continuing... Um, to to be a, a learner, but being inspired by the students who, like I said, who when they buy what you're selling and you get that magical, some of those magical classes where you just connect and you're just you're going great guns and it's everybody's walks out of there kind of going yeah yeah you know that was great. And when you don't have those classes, and sometimes it's like pin drop and it's like crickets and it's like ah, then you know that okay. I've learned, let that one go, you know, there's going to be another great connecting class of excitement and passion, and so it's, I liken this to golf, <laughs> okay, you look at that ball, you swing, and you see how far it went, only to see it still in the tee, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to miss, but you get that one perfect shot where it clicks, this ball soars, and it lands right on the green, and it's like, yes! And you get a lot, and I find that as you teach longer and longer, you understand more and more what gets those beautiful shots to fly. And um, you have lots and more of those moments, and that's what keeps bringing you back every day. Do you have any last like statements you'd like to say to McCoy staff and students? Mm, good one. I think here, I laugh at this is to find a balance, to take this seriously, because it's serious stuff, but let's not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. To find that balance um, and to remember to bring the joy, like as we're you know, grinding it out some days, you know, just to get her done, just to remember to bring a little, um, it's from one of my fav famous, um, our favorite um, educator, um, educators in the article, uh, bring carnival, you know, bring that idea of fun, bring that fun of um, excitement. And so, yes, this is serious business. There's serious work to be done. But as I said, but don't take ourselves so seriously. Let's just work together and uh, just get where we need to be. Thank you for meeting with us today and good luck with your retirement. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. It's been able to allow me to just reflect back and just kind of go through the things and just kind of relive the joy um, that this profession has been to, um, for me. So I thank you very much for letting me share some of that with you.